0: My name is Matthew Fort, and this is my daughter Lois.
1: And my name is Lois Fort, and this is my dad, Matthew. This
0: episode, I'm taking comfort in comfort food. <laughs> All right, OK, OK, I'll start that again. This episode, it's comfort food.
1: It is comfort food. How comforting.
0: <laughs> or, as you would say, darling, how comforting. <laughs> Oh, that was the the world. That was like the week's worst pun, no question.
1: That's right.
0: Now, how would you How would you define comfort food? What's comfort food for you?
1: Comfort food to mm. me is simple, relatively easy to prepare. For me, it's usually I can't imagine eating comfort food sitting at the dining room table. I would be on the sofa or in an armchair. Uh, it would usually be in a bowl, and very key is. It requires one utensil. So it's a fork or a spoon, but that's it. And in fact, when I was talking to a friend of mine this morning, I went for a walk and I said to her, recording about comfort food this afternoon, I said, what do you think? And we agreed. She reminded me of a phrase. She said, yes, it's one utensil. It's kind of when you need a spork.
0: (laughs) No, you don't. You just need a spoon. (laughs) After all that technical instruction, you've got to be able to, because there's always liquid involved, or most of the time there's liquid involved in, in a lot of comfort food, like stews and curries. I think of them as the sort of almost definitive comfort foods. And you need a spoon to get the liquid as well as the whatever it is, vegetables or protein or anything else. But one of the interesting things you, you, you didn't mention at all was what effect should comfort food have on you?
1: Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to divert here to the internet. Oh, yes. And I'm going to say that these are a couple of definitions online about comfort food. Okay, so first of all, Wikipedia. Comfort food provides a nostalgic or sentimental value to someone and may be categorized by its high caloric nature, high carbohydrate level or simple preparation. It's about nostalgia. Another site says it promotes feelings of consolation or well-being. But the, I think this was the interesting one. Comfort foods not only taste good, they actually lessen the impact of stress hormones. Eating sweet and starchy food helps our bodies make serotonin, which makes us feel calmer and decreases the stress hormone cortisol.
0: Well, it's not just about serotonin. It's also about dopamine and various other chemicals in your brain that help sort of modify your mood. And without wishing to go into immense technicality, of which I only have the most (laughs) feeble grasp, uh, I just think basically comfort food makes you feel chirpier agreed is that right when, you know, when you're feeling yeah,
1: I agree i think I think there's a caveat there to comfort food because depending on what someone's comfort food is, which might be you know big old mac and cheese, which is definitely one of mine, it could be a ton of chocolate. I think we also have to you know that comfort food. It needs to be done with, with, like, we all struggle with a bit of balance and moderation. Because if you have far too much of sugar or starch, et cetera, you can end up, you can, you can have one mega high and then a big crash.
0: All I can say is that you're re- immediately withdrawing some of that wonderful juvet-like <laughs> blanket of comfort that I associate with comfort food. It's not to do with, oh, should we have healthy comfort food or should we go comfort food light. It's comfort food that makes right. you feel. All right,
1: I will. I will. I will resist from my uh, res- <laughs> resist from this being a balanced podcast, and we'll just talk only about the comfort.
0: No, right. you no, can I'm talk joking. about it, but I'm I represent you the unreconstructed comfort side of things. Now, um, I think it needs a bit of bulk. There, I need a bit of substance. I mean, you can't have. Would a souffle, for example, be? Uh, a comfort dish i think not
1: uh, no or a salad or you know yeah. no listen i think we 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 we've got no bones about the fact comfort food should be definitely very satisfying probably slightly filling and, you know, it just sort of, it, it kind of just hits that button. You don't even know where the button is, but it hits it.
0: Uh, do you think it should be something familiar? Something that, you know, is sort of nostalgic element in comfort food?
1: I, to be honest, I, I don't think it's limited to that. I mean, it isn't for me. I think, yeah. you know, there could be, I mean, for example, one of my comfort foods, which I've mentioned on this podcast before, is cheesy pasta with broccoli. No, not with broccoli, with ham and peas, which is what I used to make for myself every Sunday night when... We were all living together, you, me and mum, when you didn't want to eat because you guys had a big Sunday lunch. And I was a growing teenager, so I needed some food. So I'd make myself cheesy pasta with ham and peas. That is my, you know, when I'm just, when I need, when I need a bit of comfort, or I'm feeling a bit cold or I've had a bad day. That's what I want to make. And there's a lot of nostalgia, but equally other things that I didn't have at all in my childhood could be comfort food. Such as? Um,
0: oh got you there
1: well yeah now you've got me no no but such as you know for example things that I've come to know later on in life like my love of Asian food so a big soupy Asian um, pho or a laksa some kind of broth or I agree with you stews I mean we've made it for you once before but we do a Chinese hot pot Mm. that's sort of spicy and brothy and quite thick that's very comforting and Ah, this is a point when we're talking about stews. I think stews can be elevated to comfort food with a single ingredient, a suet dumpling.
0: <laughs> well, I'd never say no to a suet dumpling. Do you know, I think on, by your definition, I once had a dish named after me that could be that's said to be a, a comfort dish. And that was double cooked pork belly.
1: Oh, God, that sounds good. Do you
0: remember um, there was a wonderful Chinese restaurant called, called Wai Ming? Do you remember it had a sort of blue front?
1: Is that the one with blue walls? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's the one.
1: Yes, I remember that. Yeah. And they
0: had, I think, on the menu, which was double-cooked belly pork, Chinese belly pork, or double-braised, braised belly pork, um, with you know, Matthew Fort. So I how amazing. My how, how, of...
1: how did you come to be associated with it?
0: Well, I think, actually, because I went in there one day and demolished what was supposed to be for two. I demolished on my own. and wrote about it with such enthusiasm that after that... <laughs> <laughs> I gave it my way.
1: <laughs> I think we can drop pork belly straight into the comfort food box without any question. I thought one of the things, well, I thought two two elements which we can look at comfort food is one is um, how frequently does one go to their comfort food? I mean, you know, how frequently, well, first of all, I've said one of my comfort dishes, what's one of yours?
0: Well, uh, hang on a second. I think that, I think comfort is on the whole rather seasonal. You don't often go to, you no, know, to for comfort food in the middle of high summer, do you on a bright day, sunny day? Somehow, it's, it's when a whether bowl
1: there's... of cheesy pasta has been known to happen on a hot day in this house. Don't you worry?
0: <laughs> well, I, I might them to say that strawberries cream with uh, an extra dusting of caster sugar is also summer's very own.
1: That's not comfort food. That's seasonally appropriate pudding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, but it brings me comfort. It has that effect of, of giving a lift to my spirits. <laughs> I do remember once dropping around to see some friends who lived locally, the wonderful Tessa and Michael Watts. And I, I did not know, for some reason, I was in a cheerless frame of mind. <laughs> and Tessa said, Ah, oh, I've got just what you need here. And she had been cooking in the oven, which was a, a tray full of potatoes, which had been parboiled. And then they had been covered with uh, baked beans. And then that had was a dusting of. Parmesan cheese? No, it wasn't. Mm. Just parmesan. It was. It was gruyere on top of that, whacked in the oven. So it was all bubbling away, and the potatoes were crisp around the edges, and the and the and the and the, and the cheese had melted, and that just was yeah, okay. It was carb upon carb upon carb. Oh my dear heaven, what cheerfulness was the result?
1: Sounds like the ultimate comfort food. How how <laughs> how frequently do you think you would uh, you would want to partake in that kind of dish?
0: Well. <laughs> Possibly not too often if i 'm honest um, <laughs> uh, and, and as you know, I am by nature a fairly cheerful sort of chap so I, it takes I have to be in a fairly extreme state before I even start reaching for the comfort food because actually, I take f- comfort for most food mm. if truth be told mm. you know, yeah it's one of the—it's one, the, one of the joys
1: as do i i think I think with the comfort food thing we 're talking about is that sort of really unctuous sort of satisfying maybe kind of almost slightly slovenly lazy meal you're probably on your own or you're with a good friend or a partner but you're certainly not entertaining etc etc
0: I, I think of have come for food as a sort of gastronomic duvet oh something that you you just pull up over yourself and snuggle down into and you know oh and then you you feel sort of all warm and cozy i love that. that's what i the, the fact that i
1: gastronomic want. duvet is a great description
0: do you think there's such a thing as a comfort drink? There's a thought.
1: There is a thought uh, that has never crossed my mind. I mean, I think pff, we're in England, right? So everybody's going to say it's a cup of tea.
0: Oh, got to have a cup of tea.
1: I mean, if we, could, we could get into the dangerous realm of saying that a comfort drink is anything with alcohol in it. But I think we're talking about a different <laughs> problem there.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Maybe too much comfort could be found in the, in the glass. <laughs> Uh, but no, I think a cup of tea is absolutely. You know, it, it, it's how the British greet every single adversity or or mm. you know, comfortless doubt. What you need is a cup of tea. Oh, you know, and then
1: I've got one. Sorry, I had one the other day for the first time in years. I don't know why I have neglected them for so long. A really good with milk, not water, hot chocolate.
0: Ah, that's
1: a comfort drink.
0: I can remember going to one of my earliest gastronomic memories of all was going to visit my granny. Granny Lois, who you were named after, darling. And she lived in a little cottage near where where our house. And I used to drop round there uh, and she would make you know, a cup of hot chocolate mm-hmm. with a dollop, a great fat comma of whipped cream on top. I think it's probably the whipped evaporated milk. <laughs> but I can still remember that glossy surface, the little wisp of steam coming up from it mm-hmm. and that great fat white thing floating on the top. And, and when you put your lip in, of course, the cream was cool, but the chocolate was hot. Pure, pure happiness. Perfect. Uh, what about you? Have you got you've got something like that? Have you got a? Mm,
1: I yeah, my afternoon treat is having because I don't I don't have caffeine, but my afternoon treat is having a um a roibos, which is a, a effectively a herbal tea. It's non caffeinated, and I have found I got really fed up with never being able to enjoy something out of the you know the coffee machine where you have the frothy milk etc. So I managed to find roibos pods on Amazon. And I pop them in my, whatever it is, an espresso machine and have a little shot of rooibos, put my milk in the, in the frother. And I have kind of a rooibos cappuccino, which I really enjoy.
0: <laughs> a Roy But
1: I wanted to say, I've to thought about another way of looking at comfort food, which is the characteristics of comfort food, which I think are on the whole probably quite a common theme. You know, for example, comfort food, I think, is very rarely cold. It's usually something that's warm or hot. It's an
0: interesting one, there. So, yes. Hmm.
1: Comfort food is also, I would say, very rarely crunchy, hard. It's usually something soft, easily chewable. You know, soft things like pastas and stews and mashed potatoes and those kinds of things. Well, hang
0: on a second. What about a nice crisp bit of chocolate, you know, when you have high-grade chocolate and you break off of that satisfying snap? Admittedly, when you get it in your mouth... Yes, it melts away.
1: It does. depends how, it depends what kind of a chocolate eater you are. I'm a sucker, but some people are chewers. I let it melt in my mouth and then basically swallow liquid chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Actually,
0: I, I'm also, I have my weaknesses. Um, fruit and nut
1: bar. Oh Yes, you've had that I've weakness for a fruit. long time.
0: When I was doing Great British Menu, I used to have a sleep at lunchtime when everybody else was, you know, the crew were... Uh, having packets of crisps and Haribo's for their lunch, I would have a sleep. And always when I wake up, I had to have several squares of fruit and nuts. Sweetest, cheapest, nastiest stuff possible.
1: You needed to wake yourself up, Dad, ready for filming.
0: Gave me that sugar high that sent me off spinning into the afternoon.
1: I think, it's, I think temperature rises, it's usually hot or warm. I think it's probably usually soft-ish. I think it's... Probably got quite strong flavour. I can't think of many comfort foods, certainly for mine, that are particularly subtle dishes. I think you're going for a bit of a wham-bam. Is it strictly
0: European, or can it reach out into a a wider geographical reference?
1: Well, I mean, as I said, a lot of my comfort food is Asian dishes.
0: I was thinking, actually, I was thinking of one of those things, a a bao bun. Oh, great one! Bao
1: buns! Oh, my God! Don't you think... Yes.
0: Is. And and that's you know, but that has a sort of that has a sort of squidgy, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a sort of, sort of sweetish dough, and then you've mm. got meaty filling. So you've got both the sweetness and the savory element, which I think is one of the qualities of, of, of comfort food.
1: Yes, that's very true. But
0: by by the same token then, could not a, a doughnut be give you the same degree of pleasure.
1: I'm sure. I mean, as you know, I'm not a massive sweet person, but we went to Southend the other day. And Peter got a. I didn't even know there were a thing—a hot donut—which I, you know, immediately put my nose up and said, oh, "I'm not. I won't have any of that. I don't really like sweet things." Bloody hell! I had one bite and finished the whole thing. It was unbelievable. That was comfort food.
0: On that basis, therefore, I'm going to extend this whole idea of comfort food because I think you can have cold comfort food. And this is a summer comfort dish. And that was because I had this on an island in uh, one of the Italian islands, Stromboli, where I found this fabulous, fabulous gelateria. And they used to serve their gelatos in a brioche bun, so you mm. split the brioche bun, slip in a great wadge of this. In this particular instance, salted caramel ice cream. Now, what happens then is you know, you, you nibble away around the outside, and you lick off those bits that are dripping down. But as it as it melts, it soaks into the brioche, thus converting it from this lovely springy yeast eater into this divine mulch. Mm. And that, I can tell you, is as Comfortable as I wish ever to be
1: yeah that does sound really lovely and just deeply satisfying it actually it it makes me think actually that there's another element here we go of comfort food in terms of characteristics I've spoken about cutlery I mean utensils but eating with your hands and actually when you when you google comfort food and it's you know what's the world's most eaten comfort food what's the UK's what's America's what's I mean pretty much anywhere in the world it all comes up with pizza pizza's the most prolific comfort food and most people eat, eat that with their fingers so maybe it's also eating with your hands as well
0: you see i would never ever say that pizza was a comfort food Really? pasta yes absolutely but no wrong texture for me oh absolutely squidgy wrong
1: squidgy bread cheese i mean how can you say no to that
0: well i very easily as it happens <laughs> no particular problem at all um but pasta, I think, you know, again, it's, it's that slightly slippery texture, that floppiness, that the sort of supine quality of, of
1: supine. That pasta. Supine. Gosh, that's that not I a find. nice sounding word, is it?
0: Well, it's sort of, you know, it's sort of lying. It's Yes. Sort of, you know, floppy. But actually,
1: when you ask if this goes beyond European food, which of course it does, that takes you on to another thing, which is completely delicious and also makes me feel comfort and, and would be a comfort food. Is dumplings a bit like you know Asian dumplings? They've got that whole pasta texture, they're quite sloppy, and that you know they're also very sort of mushy and comforting, and they've got that same texture.
0: Well, the great thing about about dumplings is that you know, they, they are, have a very very wide frame of reference there because you I think you were, you referred earlier to the dumplings that you put into stews, mm. for example, which are quite different from the dumplings that you get from uh, you know from from Asian Asian cuisine. Very different. However, there is one one area which we've skirted around and we haven't actually mentioned at all. Toast, toast,
1: anything on toast. As Prue picking up from yeah, Prue as we've learnt from yeah, Prue, bliss from Prue. on toast. I mean, anything on toast's got to be comfort food, right?
0: So, what would be your what would be your your number one comfort?
1: Oh toast? God, okay, I'm going to give you my number. It's so classic. I mean, this is completely unimaginative, but I don't care. And you'll remember because every day you used to pick me up from school, early teenage years, I would come home and have this as a snack: toasted bagel preferably with sesame seeds, butter, ham, cheese, cucumber. Bosch goes the top, push it down really hard, cut it down the middle, butter's oozing out, can't get any better than that.
0: (laughs) I think on that basis too, crumpets, 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 Sodden it in butter You know when you lift them up And they sort yes. of dribble butter from underneath There's a little pool underneath And you're sitting in front of the fire Again, finger food Would you put something savoury on top of that? Or would you put something sweet like a jam?
1: I mean, there's not much I don't put cheese on But I think with crumpets, two ways for me And actually, on the topic of nostalgia Both of these are highly nostalgic for me with my childhood One is a breakfast crumpet Which you used to make with a poached egg on top And when you crack that yolk And it oozes down into the crumpet That's amazing But a real comfort nostalgia for me, and I can remember it vividly, is when we used to, on weekends, and we'd been out in the winter, we'd been to a park or we'd been on a walk or we'd been out and you come home, you're cold, your fingers are a bit icy. And we used to put one of grandma's stools in front of the fireplace and you used to bring in tea and a tray with crumpets and raspberry jam. And that was just the ultimate. And whenever I have that now, I'm transported back to Woodhurst Road in Acton And that's exactly where I find myself.
0: So there is a a nostalgic quality to quite a lot of uh, comfort. There is. Because I can remember, you know, I remember that that, uh, one of grandma's puddings, it's just as soon as I have a mouthful of it, I'm transported Mm. back. It was her cold creamed rice pudding, of which she was never, ever able to make enough. No matter how how big the bowl was, it was always, oh, isn't there any more, (laughs) ma'am? of course my my sort of equivalent to your um crumpets no no, not the crumpet. the um what think what's the word <laughs>
1: bagels
0: bagels, okay, sorry, i had a it's just a, a, a blank I, I couldn't find a word. it was oh, in there dear. somewhere okay. it's
1: late on a Friday afternoon
0: my bagel equivalent is actually it's a very simple thing it is a an egg and bacon sandwich but you must pay attention to details, needs to may be made, first of all, with the cheapest white bread, one. Secondly, that bread then must be fried in bacon fat, okay? Ooh. So it gets really crisp on the outside. Then you have a few fragrant shavings of bacon in there. Then you put your fried egg, which has also been fried in, in uh, bacon fat, and then the lid of the egg and bacon sandwich has to be liberally doused with brown sauce, HB sauce for preference. So you get the, the, the sort of slightly sharp, uh, fruity note of the, of the sauce, the creaminess of the egg, the rich fattiness of the bacon and the rich fattiness also <laughs> of the bread. That I find very, very cheering. I'm looking out the window at the moment, honestly. There, the wind is blowing, the leaves are fluttering in the tree, the rain is threatening. Today is the day for a comfort dish.
1: Yes, followed swiftly by a trip to your cardiologist.
0: <laughs> oh, darling, have a heart.
1: No, well, literally, (laughs) I'd have a very clogged one. No, that that sounds absolutely delicious. I I couldn't say no. One of my other ultimate comfort foods, which I really am yet to find somebody that agrees with me on, is plane food, as in aeroplane food. No, you can't be serious. My, I think it's again about nostalgia and associations, getting on a long-haul flight, going on holiday. But do you know what? When they bring that tray... Of kind of you know organized food and you take the lid off and I always and I've justified this by something I read saying that your taste buds aren't as effective at altitude but I always use all the salt all the pepper I take great enjoyment from sprinkling on my food and then again the best plain food just needs one utensil so you're not elbow knocking with a person next door while you're trying to chop something up but best yet and I often think wouldn't it be amazing if I could get this at home is and actually you don't get it anymore because of COVID, but it's the long haul breakfast where you've got powdered egg and mushrooms that came out of a tin.
0: <laughs> oh well, God,
1: I can't tell you how good it is.
0: I, fr- frankly, I think that's a I think that's a dirty dish. I don't think that's a bit of <laughs> food at all no, true. <laughs> i do like the idea though of expanding ones a uh, 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 sort of experience of what could be comfort food and i and i remember this from market kitchen days actually is where a wonderful chef there called cyrus tody who came on and did masala scrambled egg which mm. was simply divine it was you know, basically a scrambled egg and it had red onion and tomatoes and chili and Maybe cumin in there. Mm. And it was just had that they you know, had all the comfort that you get from scrambled egg which i think is one of the great sort of comfort mouthfuls to be had but also all these little other sharp little notes which were rather unfamiliar and therefore made it doubly comforting because you know you were you were being alerted and excited at the same time
1: it sounds a bit like an early version of shakshuka
0: except i with the think the
1: tomato you, and the spices
0: i think that i think that Cyrus would probably say is that the parsi's in india had this long before shakshuka um, first raised its head in the in Well, I
1: mean mean more like an early version in terms of, you know, us lot, you know.
0: Would you also say a kebab is a comfort food?
1: Yeah, why not? I mean, it's... it's... Which I'm doubtful.
0: When I was at university and I was being comforted at about 12 o'clock at night, huddled (laughs) in in the um, bus shelter against the howling storm, uh, my head singing with alcohol and... (laughs) <laughs> that wonderful, meaty mouthful of, of kebab.
1: I think you're completely right. I mean, the amount of evenings where Peter comes home with a slight sway in his step, holding a kebab from the kebabery outside Bound Green Tube Station. And I would say he's definitely comforted. Whether we put that into the comfort <laughs> drunk food bracket, I don't no, know. No, <laughs> no,
0: no, no, no. Just comfort, darling.
1: Last one I'll say, and I think that this surely applies for everyone, is that kids' food is comfort food. I mean, whenever I'm around the kids in my life and my cousins or I'm feeding them and I'm making them, you know, cheesy pasta or pizza or sausages and mash, that, I mean, it's nothing better than finishing off a plate of kids' food. That's comfort food. All right, Dad, well, I, I that, do you know what? I'm going to have to have some comfort food for supper after that chat. And, and it brings me to my final one, which I, I find very comforting, actually, is an omelette. Oh, uh, simple thing. I'm going to have an omelette for supper with some ham, cheese, mushrooms, and maybe I'll skip the salad in the name of comfort.
0: Oh, why don't you have a, a tin of mushrooms instead?
1: You, I I have tried to recreate the uh, the the B A mushrooms. It's really hard. I don't know what they do to them. It must be the altitude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's your desperation, actually. <laughs> oh,
1: what are you going to have for oh, supper?
0: Um, I, I I'm rather tempted having just outlined um sarah's Teddy masala scramble day i I'm, i got a feeling that that just might be this thing that that eases me quietly in front of the television and doze off and wait for the wait to proper bedtime to come round. um anyway it, it, whatever it is or I, anybody listening to this anything that makes you really do you know, just feel at peace with the world rather than at odds with it um, I suggest, why don't you let us know what your comfort foods, favourite comfort foods are. We'd love to hear. Let us know, please.
1: Absolutely. All right, Dad. Well, enjoy Um, enjoy your eggs and I'll enjoy mine. And who have we got next week? Next week, we're speaking to Max Fosch.
0: Doubtable Max Fosch, I must say. A man who's very difficult to, um, to encapsulate in a sh- single phrase.
1: <laughs> well, we'll let him do it himself next okay. week. OK.
0: Cheers, darling. Lovely to talk to you.
1: You too. Bye, Dad.